Hey everyone, welcome back to Fast Pass to Fridays. I am your host, Devin, and today I am a single writer as Carrie is busy fulfilling orders and shipping out shirts to all of our lucky Zippa DT customers who purchased or pre-ordered one of our newest designs this week. Seriously, thank you guys so much for supporting our small shop. We really appreciate it and can't tell you how thankful we are to have you all as customers and loyal listeners. Now with that being said, in this episode, I'm going to give you guys all the latest updates surrounding Walt Disney World theme parks and resorts. A lot has been happening and changing over the course of the past few months, so I hope you've got your Mickey ears on and are ready to listen. Now let's get down to business. So to kick things off today, I'm going to start by saying Walt Disney World will reopen to its guests on July 11th, which is tomorrow, with Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom first, and then on July 15th, guests will be able to enter Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Guests are now able to book hotels and make reservations in 2020 while also purchasing park tickets using the new Disney Park Pass system. And guys, I've used the new system for my stay in 2021 for February's Princess Half Marathon Weekend, and I was able to get my park tickets no problem. Of course, this wasn't exactly the opening day that I jumped on for these tickets, so I did hear it was a bit crazy and a lot of annual pass holders were upset by the whole thing and kind of similar to a run Disney situation where you just are constantly in queue for long periods of time. Um, it is unfortunate but it is what's happening right now and that's you know how Disney is handling this whole situation which is so unprecedented. So they're doing the best that they can and of course it's not the most ideal way or way that we are used to booking Disney vacations but for now, at least you have the option to purchase tickets and re-enter the parks during your next Disney visit. Hallelujah, right? <laughs> Two days ago, we were able to see what Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom would look like through the lens of cast members during their preview visits. And I have to say that the selfies in front of the castle and Discovery Island are still just as adorable, even with PPE. You guys can do this. These pictures are fantastic. Keep them coming. I am loving seeing everyone back at Disney. It just makes me feel so nice and warm and tingly and fuzzy inside, as I'm sure it does you guys as well. Um, so cast members were able to document their day in the two Disney parks while wearing their facial masks and of course, abiding to all of Disney's COVID precautions. And yesterday, we also got to witness annual pass holders, vloggers, reporters, and influencers give us the scoop on what a day in the parks might look like as well. So judging from their stories, vlogs, and comments, it looks like Disney is overly prepared and doing their best to keep guests as comfortable and safe as possible. Now, from what I saw, here's a list of some of the major ways Disney has prepared for guests to re-enter the Disney parks. Number one, there will be touchless temperature checks upon arrival and before entering the parks. Guests will undergo these temperature checks. 
Bags will also be checked and there will be airport-like high-tech screening areas where your items are put in a plastic see-through bag and one bag is permitted per guest. But this is further allowing guests to walk through the scanners without cast members touching your things. Number two, there will be no more finger scanning to enter the parks. So guests will have their ticket, card, or magic band scanned to alleviate the high-touch finger scanners, which is like an oh-my-god moment because why did I never consider how gross those things were prior to this whole pandemic? Am I right? Like, what? <laughs> Number three, Disney has installed 4,000 hand sanitizing stations. We've seen stands before and after each and every ride. However, Disney is not requiring that you use them, unlike Universal where cast members pump the hand sanitizer into your hands themselves without any questions before you go on the ride and after you go on the ride. Um, I'm truly hoping everyone will pay attention to these stations and use them wisely and thoroughly without any form of argument. Number four, as seen during Disney Springs previews and vlogs, trash cans now come lidless so that no one has to push the lid in order to throw away their trash. Therefore, eliminating another high-touch area, which I believe is a great call. And again, it's that small attention to detail that we love so much, and we love seeing that from Disney across all areas of everything they do. And the good news is, Forky will be able to return to his natural habitat rather easily. You know I had to add in a rather fantastic dad joke at least once or twice in here, okay guys? So just bear with me and my quirky sense of humor. So heading on to number five, plexiglass has now been inserted practically everywhere. So queues have had major makeovers to ensure guests stay properly distanced um, at six feet with plexiglass, markers, arrows, and please wait here, tape. I've seen multiple vlogs where rides such as Big Thunder Mountain, Flight of Passage, Expedition Everest, Mine Train, Kilimanjaro Safari, and Space Mountain all have had plexiglass installed right up until you enter the ride vehicle. Number six, as far as transportation goes, the trams are closed, but the monorails, ferry, and buses are all up and running. However, the monorail to Epcot is currently not being run, so stay tuned for more news on that. And so far, I've seen a few people mention that buses are only allowing three families per bus, which allows for social distancing, and the monorails have additional coverings between the seats, separating the boarding groups and the spaces that are divided by the seats. So it'll be interesting to see if there will be unexpected lines for the buses and monorails once guests arrive, because right now, because of the limited amount of people on preview day, it's really hard to get a good read at how smoothly everything will go once more guests arrive. Obviously, we're all hoping for the best, and we all know we have to pack our patient pants, especially when waiting for a bus or monorail, because that can take a while normally, and now we have to, you know, abide by all of the COVID rules and regulations that Disney has set in place for us. Number seven, in addition to seeing cast members cleaning and strictly enforcing mask wearing, 
we also see new mask-free relaxation zones, which is basically a fancy term for outdoor seating areas around the parks where one can go and remove his or her mask comfortably and sit in a covered area. Um, I'm not one to ever sit still at Disney, so maybe only while I'm eating, but maybe only then. But even then, not so much. <laughs> so this is very little interest to me, but I get that guests who are pulling long hours at the parks or have little ones with them will want to have a space to cool down and pull off their masks every once in a while. I get it. I, gr I greatly appreciate that they have this option for all of Disney's guests and hopefully it will be used well. Now, number eight, as far as Disney food goes, Disney really wants you to use their mobile order service, which can be used on their My Disney Experience app. Um, I noticed Aloha Isle via a lot of Instagram stories, aka the home of the Dole Whip, in case you guys don't know, <laughs> in Magic Kingdom, is all mobile order. So make sure to pre-order this classic treat ahead of time if you're interested. Um, along with having more restaurants turn to mobile ordering, Disney also now has um, been using a scanning system to upload a menu at particular restaurants rather than handing out menus. That way you can look at your options via your phone sans having to touch a grimy menu God knows how many people have touched. Um, so be sure to check out the current offerings before booking a dining reservation, just because some restaurants are working off of a limited menu currently anyways. So just one thing to keep in mind while you're booking those reservations. You can also now book dining reservations only 60 days in advance of a resort stay. So make sure to set those alarms 60 days out if you have your heart set on a specific restaurant and or dining time. Okay, number nine, attraction pre-shows. From the looks of it, rides such as Haunted Mansion and Dinosaur still have their pre-shows, but in different ways. So Dinosaur still has its pre-show with a limited number of guests and spots on the floor clearly telling you where to stand. While Haunted Mansion and its famous stretching room is now a walkthrough scene with the portraits fully stretched to eliminate any gatherings and standing in that empty, dead space as they'd call it. I'm sure this will be the same for attractions such as Tower of Terror, Rise of the Resistance, and Flight of Passage, to name a few. Number 10. It is also important to note that Disney has extended the ride queues to keep guests a safe six feet apart, and they also clean the attractions every two hours. So this may allow for a longer wait time, but again, I'll be curious as capacity in the park increases, how Disney will be able to manage the lines and if FastPass Plus will be reintegrated or given up on completely. You guys, who knows? Disney keeps throwing so many changes at us that I wouldn't be surprised if something or other changes for the vast majority of the rest of the year or leading into 2021, who knows. But for the most part, I saw that a lot of people were able to get on rides rather easily with only a five to 10 or 15 minute wait. And the ride queues did snake outside of the inside queue a little bit. For instance, in Space Mountain, I saw 
It looked a little daunting, but it's only, again, because everyone has to maintain the six feet physical distance. So don't give up on a ride just because you see people outside of the queue. It's a normal thing. It's going to be normal for a while. So I guess it's best that we all just get used to it. Now, it is important to note that if you are planning to attend your Disney trip in 2020, there will be no virtual queues or single rider lines at this time, and the FastPass Plus system has been temporarily suspended. So we don't know when that will be coming back. It's just your regular old line queue spaced and safe for you to enjoy a magical day at Disney. Whew, that felt like a long overhaul of things I had to get out there to make you guys aware of all that Disney is doing to prepare for what could be a longer time frame of this current pandemic. Ultimately, it's important to know before you go. Don't feel the need to waste a trip this year if you love fireworks, holiday parties, special ticketed events, park hopping, parades, and even snagging those pesky fast passes to the most popular Disney attractions. I hate to say it, but if those things are your jam or you just can simply not do without them, then maybe skip out on your Disney trip for 2020 and reschedule for next year. However, speaking of parades, I'm going to segue a little bit into my next topic, which is character sightings. You guys, let's get into some really juicy goodness that is breaking Disney news. We've all seen the stormtroopers over at Disney Springs, but now we have Mickey and friends up by the train station on Main Street USA greeting their guests and waving dutifully and dancing, looking down on us and giving us that magical feel that we've all missed. I've also seen Pooh and friends ride down Main Street on their trolley, as well as Tinkerbell on her float, and all of the princesses in the royal princess processional on a gazebo float. Not to mention the face characters Gaston and Merida riding their noble steeds right down the middle of Main Street, USA. Disney is implementing reimagined parades turned to cavalcades in order to surprise and delight guests while maintaining physical distancing. So you can, in fact, still get your ears on. <laughs> True fans will know without me having to sing it. And guests will treasure seeing these characters several times daily. At Animal Kingdom, you can spot Discovery Island drummers, Chip and Dale in their dino costumes, Donald, Daisy, Launchpad, McQuack, Pocahontas, Miko, Timon, and Rafiki all floating along Discovery River. I, for one, personally love this, and I feel like it's a little bit more authentic and blended to make a magical appearance suddenly versus having to wait hours on end for a meet and greet or wait until a certain time of day when the parade comes around. My first and only visit to Disneyland was so special because I just remember seeing Tigger and Pooh just bouncing around Main Street and waving, passing by, but not necessarily staying in one spot for too long. It almost felt like they were just a part of your whole experience and like you were just walking amongst celebrities <laughs> and I don't know but I like this way of keeping the thrill of seeing the characters even though your interaction is limited to waving. It's still special and honestly the cast members do a great job. 
In special merchandise news, Disney continues to make themed magic bands for its guests, even though the complimentary magic bands we know and love are a thing of the past, at least for now. And I mean, it's so sad because you know once that package arrives, you know it signifies your Disney trip is happening soon. (laughs) Um, And while yes, it is sad to see them go for now, at least you still have the option to purchase some really cool limited edition ones on Disney's Shop Disney website or at the parks themselves. I've also seen new Loungefly bags, which are my favorite, Um, special Mandalorian merch, hello, the child, so stylish, (laughs) the new Alex and Annie bracelets, always so cute and charming, new mini ears because I'm a mouse, duh, Um, new face masks for children and adults in many different Disney themes, plus we've gotten sneak peeks at Halloween merch, Disneyland Park's 65th anniversary merch, and that whole collection, and we all know Disney World's 50th anniversary will be happening in 2021, which is next year. So even more fun merch to be had. You know they're going to go big or go home. This is the time to truly invest in some amazing Disney merch. I cannot wait to see what they have in store for us, and what a celebration that will be if things go as planned and COVID doesn't interfere with 2021. Now, moving on to festival news. Where are all my Epcot lovers at? Once Epcot reopens on the 15th, guests will be able to enjoy a taste of Epcot international food and wine blended with more than 20 signature food booths and with tidbits from Flower and Garden Festival sprinkled in as the longest-running festival in Epcot history. The menus were literally just announced, and here's what we know so far. One, there are currently no special events listed for Food and Wine Festival. Two, the 2020 Eat to the Beat concerts have been canceled. Three, you will be able to find merchandise from Flower and Garden Festival at Food and Wine Festival in case you missed your chance. Four, the food booth Citrus Blossom will return from Flower and Garden featuring an orange cream shake in a souvenir orange bird sipper cup. Now, I don't know how adulty that will look, but I'm here for it. And Disney, take my money. I will most definitely be getting one of those. Now, some of my most notable favorites from last year's Food and Wine Festival are the liquid nitro chocolate desserts, and it is at the Desserts and Champagne booth. So yummy, so delicious, a real treat if you are a sweet tooth. Um, The Alani Sunrise Drink at the Hawaii booth, so yummy, so refreshing. I highly recommend it. And then, of course, I'm a burger girl, so I love the Impossible Burger Sliders at Earth Eats booth. And it's healthy and good and yummy, and just the portions are perfect, you guys. So if you've never been to a food and wine festival at Epcot, now is your chance. Everything is so great and good, and you just you honestly can't go wrong no matter what booth you go to. But those are my top picks that are also from this year's menu. However, you really can't go wrong. Like I said, every country has something for everyone, and the prices usually range from 4 to $8 per dish. 
Also, the refreshment port will be offering Dole Whips, in which case I may have to order my first Dole Whip with rum in it. That's right, I haven't done that yet, so stay tuned to see how that goes. <laughs> I also feel it fair to mention here that there has been no word yet from Run Disney on this year's Wine and Dine Race Weekend, which is a big bummer. I'm anxiously awaiting to hear what they're going to say. Hopefully it won't be canceled. Um, but we do know Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party has been canceled for this year, which is not looking so good for November's race weekend. However, I am holding on to hope, and hopefully all of us runners who are signed up for that race weekend get to enjoy the first villains-themed race weekend that there ever has been. But, you guys, we'll soon find out, hopefully sooner than later, but I'll give you more details once I hear more about it. Now, since we are still slightly on the topic of food, Disney Springs has announced that Gideon's Bakehouse will soon be coming to Disney Springs and will be located across from Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar at the Landing. So this is a small multi-award winning bakery and they specialize in making small batch handmade half pound, you guys, half pound cookies, plus they're offering a unique line of iced coffees, which coffee and cookies, sign me up, two of my big, biggest weaknesses housed into one small bakery. I'm so excited because they have flavors like peanut butter crisp, cookies and cream, and pistachio toffee dark chocolate, and the pictures of these cookies look phenomenal, so make sure to go check them out. And Gideon's is scheduled to open later this year. So 2020, maybe you're looking up a little bit at the end of the year. <laughs> you still have time to turn around, right? There's always enough time. So now, wouldn't it be extra sweet if Mickey beignets made their way into the Disney World theme parks? And I'm talking more specifically in Magic Kingdom because Princess Tiana is finally at long last getting her own ride at Magic Kingdom. I am so excited for this because Tiana is a strong and supportive princess who I think gets overshadowed because of the animation compared to other Disney films with the flashy Pixar presence. Um, but we know the famous log flume ride, Splash Mountain, will now officially be crafted into a Princess and the Frog Mardi Gras themed musical ride. New Adventures with Princess Tiana is the working title and it is rumored that Disney has had this venture in the works for the past year or so, despite the growing tension in our country right now between the police brutality and the Black Lives Matter movement. As part of the makeover, the ride will focus on what happens after the final kiss. So riders will join Princess Tiana and Lewis on a musical adventure featuring some of the powerful music from the feature film as they prepare for their first ever Mardi Gras performance. Now, no date has been announced as to when this transition will occur, but fans of the ride have stood in line for up to four hours to purchase the last of the Splash Mountain merchandise located at the shop right next to the ride, <laughs> which is crazy. But I guess those plushies are very popular. And now that Splash Mountain is going to be no more soon, I guess that's something people want. 
but I for one think this is an incredibly decent move in the right direction. And Disney himself was constantly forward thinking with new ideas and concepts. And I think this will be one project he'd be very proud of. Plus, I'm here for it all the way 100% and think Tiana deserves this recognition. And the movie has some of the best musical sequences, not to mention the ride can easily be redesigned to fit the Bayou theme. And it'll pave the way for progress among other classic Disney rides as well. And as a closing note, the official Instagram of Walt Disney World has given us all the feels this past week. On Wednesday, they posted a video sneak peek into how cast members have been preparing for this moment in Disney Parks history, ensuring that everyone's safety is of utmost importance at this time. It's truly moving and magical, and it features the new Disney as we know it to be at this point in time. I felt like I was almost transported back to the days where I'd watch the Disney sing-alongs on VHS and gawk at the cinematography <laughs> because, let's be honest, Disney is our second home, you guys. Disney also posted that Cinderella's castle is still undergoing her glow-up, or royal makeover, as they like to call it. The vibrant blues, the shimmering golds, and the dreamy pink colors are truly beautiful in pictures and in video. I can't wait to hopefully stand beneath Cindy's home soon. And I also found it so amusing that Disney adopted the paint-by-numbers approach while painting for the quote-unquote bricks along the castle. I also saw video footage of multiple numbers up and down the front left side of the castle, allowing workers to easily know which color would go where. So while Disney seems to be doing well with everything surrounding the worries of entering a theme park during spikes of COVID cases seen throughout the U.S., this still means we aren't out of the woods just yet with this whole unprecedented pandemic, and it is important to follow the health and safety measures Disney has provided to keep yourself and others safe. Disney also reassured us that the ever-present ducks of Disney, you guys, Yes, the ducks seem to still be enjoying their time at the Disney parks. These little fellas can be found all around Disney property and are honestly celebrities amongst hardcore Disney park fans. Disney released a cinematic masterpiece of our little feathered friends roaming the parks and looking fierce as always. I like the light and imaginative tone Disney took to this post a day before Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom reopens to its guests. It's just a simple reminder to look for the fun and familiar during this crazy year. So in summary, I have high hopes for the future of Disney and its guests. From the looks of it, everyone has been really following the rules and regulations thus far, making it seemingly effortless to re-enter the parks and go about our magical Disney days as we know them to be. With that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you have any thoughts, comments, or would like to hear more Fast Pass to Fridays episodes like this one, then please like, review, and subscribe to our channel. You can follow us on Instagram at Fast Pass to Fridays, and you can follow Carrie and Mai's small shop, Zippity Tees. We're on Instagram and Facebook, and we constantly come up with new designs that are magically inspired and perfect for any Disney goer. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope your next Disney trip is nothing short of magical. Until next time, bye guys.